don't like to do it with a light on. It's been <laughs> one dick since you looked at me. <laughs> Talking about sex, baby. No, She's talking not. about you and me. We're talking about sex, sex, sex. We're talking about dick, dick, dicks, dicks. We're talking about dicks, dicks, dicks. And now, and now, and now. tonight's presentation. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> Hi, mate. Hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Flick Chicks. I'm Sheridan. And I'm Chelsea. <laughs> and today, we're talking about Psycho. We're talking about Psycho, dude. Psycho, 1960, dude. What the- were you doing in 1960? <laughs> <laughs> That's, this is the OG slasher. This is, like, one of the first. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, of course, we have to talk about it. Uh, you you had never seen it. Oh, I'd never seen it. Let, okay, first let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about your week. Do you want to talk about your week? Yeah, I started my first <gasps> my first job. What not, the fuck? It's not my your first job ever. <laughs> not your first job, but your new job. Yeah, dude, it's uh it's tight. It's tight, butthole. I love it so much. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, really, that's been it. You know, yeah. just kind of hanging around downtown by myself, and I've had so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet someone? Any what? Never mind. <laughs> um, no. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, 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 um. um. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I'm so sorry, you guys. It's all special things for you. How about you? How was your week? It was fine. I was actually, um, the last half of it sucked. I was like, I had a really bad case of vertigo. On Thursday, yeah, and I got super sick, and I had I was like bedridden for like three days. It sucked, um, but I'm better now. I feel you know what right. helps that? What? If you is it that technique you were telling me about? No, basically, I mean, yeah, but not that one. Okay. There's there is another one, and basically, all you have to do is sit down and you close your eyes and you imagine the song. You spin my head <laughs> round, round, round when you go down. <laughs> And then you're here. And then it's... So, hear that, guys? Next time you have Vertigo, just sing that song. Next time you have Vertigo. Vertigo. Oh, Vertigo. So, yeah, my, I hope that this week will be a little bit better. It's getting warmer outside, mm-hmm. and I'm all about that. Yeah. So, soon it'll be shorts season. Yeah. And then we'll be blinded by yep. the light. <laughs> we'll be blinding people with our fucking pale-ass skin. With our bodies. Yep. Um, I'm so done, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a day. Yeah. It's, guys. Thank you for your patience. Yeah, thank you for your patience. We've had, like, meltdown after fucking weird thing after wacky. Bunch of weird stuff happened. Yeah. So that's why this episode's getting out late. But uh, thanks for waiting. So I don't know. This week, the universe was just like, no, no. You want to? No. Nope. Do you? Nope. Nah. Nope. And I, and I said, nah. <laughs> but we got it figured out. Oh, you so know what? you know what? Darkness. Ooh, you forgot to turn out the light. I know, dude. Now it's now we're in darkness. I'm a cheapskate. Yeah, I'm a schlub. 
You're cute, love. Oh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. So do you want to you want to get into it? Yes. Yeah, slap let's, it okay. on me. Let's get into slap it. Slap me. I watched this movie twice this week before watch. Like I had to. Okay. It's one of those movies that you have to like. It's like fucking art. You just have to look at it a couple times to catch everything. Yeah. So I watched it twice. Loved it. Obviously loved it both times. Um, it's a great movie. It's an it's a Hitchcock like staple legend. Yeah. Um. It was based in Phoenix, dude. Yeah, they filmed it. They filmed... I don't think they filmed all of it in no. Phoenix, but they filmed, you know, like the opening the scene beginning, and stuff. Dude. dude, did you... Okay, so there's a lot of... We'll get into it a little bit later, but there's a lot of, like, bird imagery in this movie. Yeah. And it's interesting that the movie starts in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And, like, her last name's Crane, all that. We'll get into it. Anyway. Her last name's Crane. I'm I think that Alfred Hitchcock, like, had a thing about birds. I think he really liked birds. Did he do the movie Birds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I want to do that one too because that one's like no amazing. Why I can't watch it? Why you scares scared? me? You don't like birds? She has a pigeon problem. <laughs> you said that on so many of my <laughs> of my episodes. <laughs> wow. And all okay. the Chelsea takes over. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, they just they they're like just in there staring at you. <laughs> what is that? That's Kathy Baker. Oh, that's the chick you were telling me about. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the deets real quick. Uh, wait, wait, before deets. Okay. I had seen The Psycho from like maybe the 2000s. Or 1998. Something? 1998. Yeah. That, With Vince Vaughn. Yes. And I'll tell you, dude, the Vince Vaughn version scares the fuck out of me. He is a creepy little dude. I've never seen it. Oh, it's good. I've never seen it. I've heard. That it's good. I've heard that it's terrible. Like, I know that it's a shot-for-shot remake. It's, like, shot-for-shot. The original. It's scarier. And I have to say that Vince Vaughn is an interesting choice. Dude, think about it. He's that weird little... He's, like, weird. Look at him. Yeah, no, he He is He looks like a mole rat. He looks like a human mole rat. Sorry, Vince Vaughn. Is he still alive? (laughs) Yes, of course he is. He'll be Uh, our our first and only actor who ever listens to Flick Chicks. (laughs) Um... Yeah, it sounds like an interesting casting choice. I don't know who else is. I don't know anything about the remake, you guys. I don't know anything about it. Um, it's uh, it's interesting. It for is sure. on Amazon though. I should check it out. You should. And dude. it's in color too. That's like the big thing. Is it's in color. Yep. Huh. Let's watch it tonight. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Deets me. Okay, Deets. Uh, obviously directed and produced by Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, the screenplay was written by Joseph St- Joseph Stefano. Sorry, I'm Safari. Stat- Safari. Uh, who wrote The Outer Limits, actually, an old TV show. I've never seen it. Uh, it's based on the novel Psycho by Robert Block. Uh, the killer in the book is supposed to be loosely based on Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see very few connections. Mm-hmm. It was very loosely based. Like, very loosely like loose based. Yep. And we have uh, music composed by uh, Bernard Herrmann, who, like, it's just the most amazing score in any movie ever. But easily top three scores of, like, of all time. Okay. Um, It's scary. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's very, anxi- like, anxiety-inducing with those strings. Just, dee, 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 yeah. you know? It's just, it's all very, um, very quick and very, just very creepy. Dude, it's, it's sexy, though. In the yeah. beginning. It's yeah. a little noir yeah. It's mm-hmm. a little Bleh. sultry. Uh, 
We have Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates, Janet Lee as Marion Crane, uh, Vera Miles as her sister, Lila Crane, and John Gavin as Sam Loomis, the legendary lover. Because, like, you have, I mean, Marion risked it all for this dude. We'll get can into you- it. We'll get into it. Can I, can I tell you some facts? Yeah. First? Okay. This was an interesting fact that I learned that I bet you guys didn't know. And if you do, sorry. Um, behind the game. It's not my dick. Uh, this movie was shot on uh, 50 millimeter lenses in 35 millimeter cameras because that most closely resembles uh, human vision. Ooh. So, like, you can only... It, like, was supposed to be a very immersive experience. Really? Like, you're seeing what you would actually be seeing if you were, like where the camera is. Damn, dude. So, I thought that was pretty cool. <clears throat> um, this is a movie that didn't... Nobody wanted it to be made. Because they thought it would be too scary and too vulgar and Ugh. too... I mean, okay, because you have... The very first scene in the movie is Marion Crane and Sam Loomis in bed together. Yeah. And she's, like, only in her bra. Mm-hmm. And that was, back then, like, that was not heard of that was ever no, no so yeah so they were like it's sexual it's violent you have like a naked woman in a shower being stabbed like that is insane we don't want to do this so basically hitchcock like financed this whole thing pretty much himself he was so that's like, i need to see a bitch die so I, yeah <laughs> we're gonna make it happen so that's why the movie's in black and white because he had to like save you know, he had to, like, save money, and shooting in black and white was easy, was, like, cheaper. It was such a great decision, though, because, and I don't, I've, I haven't seen a lot of movies in black and white, because boring, but this totally, <laughs> this totally changed my perspective. This movie did for me. Not even um, Nosferatu, like, that was scary. Yeah, dude. But <clears throat> this was artistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, nah, I shouldn't say that, because Nosferatu is pretty artistic, but, like, those are the, these are the only two movies I've seen in black and white. I really, I think you'll like Lighthouse, obviously. That's all in black and white. There, I mean, there are ways you can do it where it's, it works. And like, and obviously, I I mean, I love black and white movies. Um, but like, but yeah, so the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, why did he like shoot in black and white? Like, what was the theme there? And I was like, and then I'm reading up on it and it's just, it was cheaper. And I was like, oh, okay, well. (laughs) That still works. <coughs> I like that. It ended up working in their benefit because I don't think it would have been the same in color. And I think uh, it like you can get away with more violence if it's in black and white. Right. Like just the lack of because you know red is a very like shocking violent color. The dominant color, yeah. So, um, but yeah, for some more fun facts for you sprinkled in there. So uh, I'll just like. Lay the scene real quick, if you don't yeah. mind. We open on Phoenix. Dude, it's so funny. I was watching it, and I hadn't seen this movie in a really long time. I first saw it, like, in film school, and I, I didn't see it again for a few years. And so, like, it opens on Phoenix, and I'm like, that, that looks like Phoenix. That That's probably L.A., but it looks like Phoenix. And then it says Phoenix, Arizona. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> it was. Um, which is cool because I feel like movies don't really get filmed here, except for Twilight. Twilight got filmed here. Oh, it did. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Bella's from Phoenix. Yo, I don't hate on, don't hate on Twilight. Uh, Twilight's a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah? Yeah, because 
I had a boyfriend who broke up with me and it just clicked. I, I won't hate on you because I did have a, a Twilight obsession in high school. I just wanted to fuck It was very Edward. fleeting, though. I just wanted to fuck Edward. You were into... <laughs> see, like, I was way more into the werewolves. Dude, Jacob just seemed like a punk little Not Jacob. No, okay, not Jacob, okay. but, like, the werewolf, like, the werewolves it, in general. Here's the thing. <laughs> if Jacob was as smart as Edward, I would have fucked him. <laughs> if I had a chance. <laughs> But no, Jacob's dumb, so what's the next closest <laughs> thing? An intelligent vampire. It's fine. Which brings me to the conclusion, Phoenix is great for Psycho. Like, <laughs> So we open in Phoenix. We open on Marion Crane and uh, Sam Loomis. Their boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever, Dude. they're go- they're like... They're seeing each other. He lives in California. I loved their story. Yeah, sh- I did. I don't. Yeah. He's hot, dude. He's he, very good looking. He's a good looking dude. And yeah. she, I, I love a good movie where the woman's just like madly in love. Yeah, she and she is. She's like, let's get married. Yeah, you know, she she really wants to. They're meeting in a hotel room, like on her lunch break. Yeah, and so she's like, you know, she's talking about how she's sick of this, and you know, let's get married, but. Uh, Sam's got some Dude. debt. He's not happy. He's like, oh, fuck. He, he's like, uh, I'm broke. Like, yeah. I can't marry anyone because I'm paying my wife alimony. Like, my, my ex-wife. Money. Um, <clears throat> so it are you know, we already see this kind of, this relationship kind of, um, the, the story is obviously, like, this story is unwrapping where you have this very unhappy couple who don't really know what to do. They're stuck in this situation where they have no money. And Marion Crane seems like, <coughs> like a smart person, you know? Like, she, se- she just seems nice, which really, confu- like, which is why this whole plot confuses me. Because I would never peg her for, I would, like, I look at Marion Crane and I think, like, She's never broken a rule ever, you know? She's a good girl. She seems like it. Um, so she goes back to work and she works, she's a secretary at like a real estate company. And her boss comes in with a guy who is going to buy property from them for $40,000 in cash. And he just like hands the cash over to them. Um, he says something about like, there's some line about, uh, you know, he didn't claim this on his taxes or whatever. So her boss is like, I need you to take this money to the bank, like, right now. I don't want it in my office. Like, uh, so he en- enlists Marion to, like, take this $40,000 to the bank. And she kind of thinks quick on her feet. And she's, she's like, she's like, you know what? Um, after I go to the bank, do you mind if I just go home? Like, I have a headache. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, are you okay? Yeah. Dude, her hey. boss, it looks like, genuinely cares about her. Yeah. But... Seems like a nice guy. I think what just sets her off is how fucking piggish this yeah. this guy who comes in with That's all true. this flashy fucking money. And she's just like, why should I sit here and have to deal with this when I could be with the man of my dreams right with now. the money we could we need so right. desperately and just leave all of this behind? Yeah. For, it's not like she's stealing from her, her beloved boss. Yeah. You know, she's... She's stealing from this guy who is, like, flaunting his money, flaunting his wealth, yeah, and, like, talking about like, how rich he is. I can have whatever I want. You right. Know? Well, how about this, you fucking bitch? Yeah, $40,000 isn't anything to this guy. 
So, but it was intended to be like, like he was going to buy a house for his daughter and her like husband. Yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of shitty, but so she leaves and she goes immediately home and she starts packing her bags and you're like, okay, she's going to like drive to uh, California mm-hmm. and like meet up with, with her little bubble butt boyfriend. <laughs> Billy. I'm Billy. just kidding. <laughs> Sam. <clears throat> So, uh, so she, it starts, so the, it starts out a very, like, crime slash noir film. Like, yeah. I'm not expecting a slasher out of this first, like, 15 minutes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just this woman who's now on the run. She has stolen some money. What the fuck is gonna happen? And, like, honestly, like, yeah, she's, she's thinking about all the bad, well, she sees her boss as she's leaving That's town. true, yeah. She sees her boss, and then all of a sudden, you start hearing the voices in her head, which yeah. is, like, you know, going back and forth with the banter of, like, you know, right and wrong. Right. You know, is she doing the right thing? Oh, my God, what are they thinking back home? Right. And at this moment, they did such a brilliant job and making me think that she was the psycho. Oh For yeah, real. Dude. And, like, and like she I mean, fucking snaps. Or, you know? Yeah, she's going crazy because of this thing that she she committed. What was that? It was Evie's butt, dude? <laughs> I Did think. You? I don't know. I heard like a squeak. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Evie, dude. Anyway, uh, this, uh, this episode is brought to you by Evie's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that picked up. Uh. So what, okay, so Marion Crane totally made, to me, like, as soon as she stole the money, I was like, what the fuck? Like, what is your plan now? Yeah. What is your plan? So she did not think this through at all. No, she took the dumb, money and ran. Dumb woman. She makes her way west and she has to stop, uh, she has to, to stop on the side of the road and go to sleep for a minute because she's, like, suffering from, you know, driver's fatigue. Um, and she ends up like sleeping through the night yeah and the next morning a cop shows up and he notices she's like passed out in the back seat yeah and he wakes her up and kind of questions her and he she's like you know i just slept here for the night yeah. like i wanted to pull over and sleep and he's like well, why didn't you go to a hotel and he's like she's like get out of my way dude like yeah. she's not having it at but, all and you know what i have to say as much as i fucking hate cops dude he was doing his due diligence she looked suspicious she as did. fuck she like, looked like she was up to something and like if i was a cop and i i saw that there was a car on the side of the road and there was like a frail little lady in the back i would make sure you know hey are you okay da 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 and she's the one who made it fucking weird. Yeah. She's the one. Yeah, well, she's not a criminal. No. You know, she doesn't know how to be, she doesn't know, like, how to stay cool, like you know? An idiot. Uh, she just had her money, the envelope full of money, just sitting on the front, in, like, the passenger side, you know? So, the, in, you know, the cop finally leaves, and she goes on her way, and she immediately goes to a car dealership, because now she's on the run, and she needs to get rid of her car. <laughs> true um so she shows up and we get this incredible salesman who i love like he is the total epitome of salesman he's like (laughs) talking about (laughs) the first customer of the day is always terrible so don't be terrible see i'm gonna be so good that you're not gonna be terrible like (laughs) he's so funny he's cute He's he's charming yeah uh and she's, and again, super suspicious. And who parks across the street? Oh, yeah. 
oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Mr. Policeman. Yeah, I meant that. <laughs> Forgot the song was about a mailman. Yeah, the same, the cop that stopped her before now parks across the street from the dealership and kind of spies on Marion. Because he's like, why is she at a fucking dealership? Yeah. She was acting so weird earlier. Now what is she doing? He's like, I'm just going to watch this bitch. Yep. I'll post up. So he, the, um, she just wants to get any car, whatever car, just, you know, it doesn't matter to her. And yeah. the sales, the sales guy is trying to keep her there, you know, oh, go for a test drive, blah, blah, blah. Um, and eventually she just pays the guy $700 cash and she's like, give me my fucking car. I'm leaving. Again, super suspicious. You got to keep your cool, bro. Take that baby out for a test spin. Yeah. Just cool your jets, dude. So she gets in this other car and drives off. And immediately after she drives off, the cop pulls up and starts asking the, the salesman about, yeah. about her. Um, so already she has this, like, fucking trail after her. Uh, oh yeah, okay, so now she's driving through the rainstorm, and she's like, again, the guilt, the voiceovers, there's her boss, you know, we hear her boss saying, like, no, I haven't seen her since this time, blah, 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 you know, people are realizing that she's missing. Her sister, you know. Yeah, so she pulls over at the Bates Motel, motherfucker. Bates, 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 Bates. So she pulls over at the Bates Motel, um... And we get a great shot of that. It's on our poster, that mo- that neon sign in the rain. It's I so cool. love it. Um, and then we, here we see the house, too. There's a motel and then a house behind it. And the house itself is, like, so fucking scary. It's so Victorian. Classic murder house. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, uh, yeah. She pulls up and honks until uh, we see Norman Bates coming out, played by Anthony Perkins. And he... Guys, he's so tall. I'm, Anthony I mean. Perkins, psycho. <laughs> psycho. Throwback real quick. Favorite scary movie, Scream, right? And uh, Billy in the end, he's like, Anthony Perkins, psycho. Yeah, and guess what Billy's last name is? Loomis. As in Sam Loomis. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Lupus. Uh, Lupus. <laughs> a Lupus. A Lupin. A Lupin. You want a loop? You want to play loop-de-loop? <laughs> so Norman is this really mild-mannered, gentle guy. Yeah, he seems innocent. very nice. Yeah. And naive. Yeah, he seems very nice. Almost childlike. Kind of, you know, aloof. Aloof. <laughs> uh, and I, at first, you're like, okay, this guy's, like, sweet. You know, he's not he's not a serial killer. Like, I don't get serial killer vibes no, dude, from him. He's like at easy all. like Sunday morning. It- <laughs> <laughs> so he books a room for her and she uh signs her name Mary Samuels. Because she's on fucking the dumb. <laughs> oh, we weren't. Shake my she's hand. She's a cowboy. Sh- shake my hand. Oh, oh. We're back. Okay, we're back. You're so clammy. <laughs> Clam chowder. Thanks over here. for telling everybody that my hands are clammy. It's you're. I'm shaking your hand before and it's been dry. Okay, she doesn't have clammy hands. She's just fucking weird right now. I'm holding on to my water bottle. Lord. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> she signs her name Mary Samuels. Oh, and then he offers her dinner. And with at his mom's, you know, in the in the crib. <laughs> and guess what? And he goes back up and talks to mom. And she they're who in that fucking right mind has a conversation? They're far apart. They're so like, okay. Okay, so he goes up to the house and, like, they're having, you know, you can hear two voices. You can hear an old woman and Norman Bates, and they're arguing. And they're arguing so loud. And it's so offensive, dude. The 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 old lady's like, you know, that woman will not have that in our house. <laughs> that whore. That bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, she's clearly not a nice lady, whoever this old lady is. She's a dirtbag bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like, and then soon after, Norman, like, comes down with sandwiches, which look just like piles of bread. Yeah. It just looks like bread, like pizza. If you put mayonnaise bread. on the bread, you'd have a mayonnaise bread sandwich. <laughs> mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. <laughs> um, and then he, he's like, come eat dinner in my parlor. And guys, this parlor scene is fucking scary. Okay. She loves it. This room is filled with stuffed birds. With birds. <laughs> with pictures of birds, stuffed birds, bir- book, bird books, bird, bird, book, bird, <laughs> bird. Um, it's very creepy. You even have, I mean, and they're all around her. It's very, like, all it's very um, claustrophobic. Familiar. And they have a weird conversation about how Norman has, like, lived in that house since he was a kid, and it's been just him and his mom. Since he was a young bird. Uh... I think he says, oh, yeah, uh, so his father died when he was five, and then mom, like, got a new boyfriend, and he died, and that just, like, broke her, mm-hmm. and so now she's, like, just this crazy old lady, you know, and Marion tells him, like, well, why, I mean, you could put her, like, put her in a house, put her away, put her in a home, <laughs> put her down, and I think that really changes... That changes him. Yeah, because... Changes the whole tone. He was enamored by her, dude. He was like, who is this sexy lady? Who's that lady? Who's Uh, that lady? So, oh, and he also opens up about taxidermy and how much he loves it, which is also very creepy. I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. If you do taxidermy, like, that's cool, but I don't... I'm not really... I'm not really into that, so... (laughs) Uh... So where, where? <laughs> oh yeah, so she's like, okay, so she's looking at Norman and she's like, oh man, because he says we all go a little mad sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fuck, he's right, we do all go a little mad sometimes. I gotta like stop. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm gonna like go back to Phoenix and just give the money back and try to like just forget this ever happened. Yeah. So she's like. You know, she tells him that she's going to dra- go back to Phoenix. He, She leaves, and um, Norman takes a poster of a bird off the wall. There's a little people. It's a nasty little people. For his little people. Ugh. And uh, he looks through and watches um, Marion undress. Or, like, change her clothes. Uh, and then he, like, runs back up to the house. And then back in her room, Marion is writing out, like, how much she owes from uh, getting that car. And she's, like, writing down 40000 minus whatever, whatever. 
and she decides to tear it up. This is, I'm sorry guys, this sounds like a minute detail, but it'll be important later, I promise. Uh, she rips it up and flushes it in the toilet, which is the first toilet flushing on, uh, on TV, on screen. And there you have it, America. That's another reason why the fucking, why the studios were like, what the fuck are you doing, Alfred? Like, flushing toilets? What's next? Like, <laughs> they, had, they didn't want anything to do with this. Okay, here we go, guys. Here we go. The scene, the scene. The most famous scene in film history. Sheridan has in her notes, in all caps. Okay, okay here, here we, we go. go. <laughs> so I know it's a big one. I was getting ready. So, the, okay, you know who the real psycho is in this movie? Marion Crane. You want to know why? I have one example and that's all you need. You know why? She steps into the tub and then turns the shower on. She full blasts herself. In the face! Yeah, and she doesn't even flinch! Guys, you- everybody knows Sorry. that when you turn on your shower, it is ice cold yep. when it first comes out. She's- she's the psycho. She's the psycho. Yeah, plot twist. It's not Norman Bates, guys. Mm-mm. So, she's showering, and we see, um, from the curtain, like, the- the shadow of the door opening, and then we see a figure walking towards the shower curtain, which looks so scary. It's still so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see the curtain open, and there's this, what looks like an old lady in a dress holding a kitchen knife, and she fucking stabs Marion Crane. Dude, so many times. So- it it go, this scene goes on for a very long time. That's so scary, and it's just quick cuts of her getting stabbed. You guys all know. Um, there's Hershey syrup being poured into the tub, uh, and she just as quickly as she came, she the killer leaves, and Marion is left uh, to die in the tub. And there's a great shot at the end of her lying down on the floor, and it's just her eyeball. It's like a close up of her eyeball, and it just pans out. At her, like, blank, dead stare. If you look at this scene, seriously, Sheridan pointed it out, like, it looks like a still, but you realize as it's pulling out, and it's pulling out for a long time, Mm -hmm. it's her. Yeah. She keeps her eyeball so still and crystal clear. Not even a fucking teardrop comes out. They had to do so many shots of that scene. I bet. Because it just, so many retakes, you know? Because she kept, like, blinking because, like, water would get into her eye, yeah. you know? And, like, you can't help that. That's mm-hmm. involuntary. Like, I'm going to blink if water gets in my eye, you know? Um, And this is, guys, this is 30 minutes into a two-hour movie. Yeah. Or an hour and 45, whatever. Like, we thought we were going to follow this lady all through the end. Till the end. And she gets killed off in the first 30 minutes. Audiences in 1960 must have been fucking peeing their pants. Yeah, they must have been pooping their pants. Like, shitting everywhere. I can't, I don't know. It it was really, like, that's ballsy. Mm -hmm. That had, like, never been done before. So, here we go. Uh, And all, I just want to bring up uh, one thing. When the, when the killer draws back the curtain and you just, it's just black silhouette. This fucking, the lighting, you guys, is so fucking beautiful. You have this brightly lit bathroom and just the killer in this heavy shadow. Mm -hmm. And it looks like... It kind of looks like the page of a comic book. Yeah. Almost. Like, it's insane, you guys. Every shot of this movie is a work of art. And when when that person (laughs) 
is leaving the room, dude. It's so scary because all you see is this, what looks like a woman just like fast walking away. Dude. Yeah, just fleeing practically. Mm-hmm. So back at the house, all you hear is Norman's voice screaming out blood. He's like, blood, blood, mother. Like he has no idea what just happened. Mm-hmm. So he runs to Marion's room and like finds this bloody scene and he can't really process it. Like he's totally shocked by this. Um, but he knows that his mother did it. So he cleans it up, you know, like, you know, what does a dutiful son do? <laughs> he, he cleans it up. He cleans up mother's mess. And so he like fucking wraps her body up in the shower curtain and dumps it in her car and takes all of her possessions, including the $40,000, and puts it in the car and drives it out to, like, a swamp mm-hmm. and leaves it out in a bog, basically, and just lets it sink into the muddy quicksand. <laughs> um, and then that's it. That He's like, done. <laughs> so now we cut to a week later... And Sam Loomis is sitting um, in his, like, hardware store in California writing a letter to Marion. And he's like, I don't care how broke I am. I want to marry you. Like, so we know that he's trying to, you know, he's, like, serious. He wants to marry this this gal. Uh, A woman who looks a lot like Marion comes in and asks for Sam. And it's... Uh, Marion's sister, Lila. She's pretty, too. She's so... Dude, these women are beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. That hair, that, like, perfectly curled... Ah! I love it. Um, so Lila Crane now enters the story, and she says that Marion's been missing since last Friday, and, you know, she assumes that she's here with Sam. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Sam had no way of knowing about Marion's plot. So he's like, why would she be here? Like, she's back. I saw her back in Phoenix. Like, whatever. Um, It turns out Lila hired a PI named Arbogast. What a dumb fucking name. I don't like it. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It sounds like a nasty, like, crustacean. Arbogast. It sounds like Like a a digestive issue. Like, like you have trouble farting. Arbogastric syndrome. Yeah. Um, she hired a PI because she didn't want to get the police involved because, you know, she'd probably have to do, like, jail time for stealing money. It's true. So they hired a PI so that they could, like, handle this quietly and without Marion, like, getting into too much trouble. Yeah. So Arbogast is, like, convinced that Marion's here. She's, he's, like... For sure she's here. Like, we'll find her. Let's just check all the motels or whatever. So that's what he does. He, like, checks every motel in town. Yeah, he thinks the boyfriend's hiding her. Yeah. And he's not. So eventually he stops at the Bates Motel. And he meets with Norman and asks about Marion's whereabouts. And Norman is also not a criminal. So, of course, he's very bad at lying. Mm -hmm. So he immediately denies ever having seen her or heard of her. Um, He tells the PI that nobody has come around in weeks because, you know, they're not, the hotel is not on the main highway anymore. So he doesn't get any, they don't get any people coming through. Um, But then Arbogast looks at the ledger and sees uh, Mary Samuels. And he's like, 
well, what about yeah. what about her? Like that. I mean, her her boyfriend's name was Sam. Like, you know, she sometimes went as Mary. Like, what? And so uh, Norman's like, oh, oh yeah, no, I I, I remember, I remember uh-huh. her now. I remember like. So again, suspicious as hell. Yeah. Uh, he remembers that. She did stay there a week ago, and she only stayed one night, and she came in very late at night and left very early the next day. So he's like, I didn't even, I hardly even saw her, you know. Um, Arbogast happens to look up and see a figure in the window that looks like an old lady. So he asks, like, you know, who's that? Can I, you know, he wants to talk to her. And Bates is like, no fucking way. My mom is not well, blah, blah, blah. So he asks Arbogast to leave. And so he's like, okay, fine. I'll go. <laughs> I need a warrant. And you, okay, fine. Uh, Arbogast then calls Lila and Sam and he's like, he's like, dude, this fucking Norman guy. I don't know. He's, he has an unsatisfied feeling. So he's planning on going back up to the hotel to sneak in and talk to the mom, which is like, Okay. I guess. Uh, he drives back to the motel and he just like walks into the house because it's just unlocked, I guess. And he goes from floor to floor and he wa- This is my favorite death, you guys. He walks up the stairs and we just see an overhead shot of him walking uh, down a hallway and then fucking a woman just coming out of a room with a knife. Dude, this is that movie that, like, makes me cringe about thinking how it would feel to get stabbed. Dude, it- I've heard that it feels like a punch. Ugh. Like, you don't feel- Yeah. Like, a stabbing. Yeah. But just, like, it's- Yeah. Ugh. I've heard a lot of gross. Oh, I can't- God. Mm-mm-mm. I don't- Yeah, I hope no one ever stabs me. That would suck. That makes sense, though. One time I got a shot in the side of my- It was, like, my hip and my ass- it was, like, right there. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I had to get, like, a shot deep in the cheek, dude. Ugh. And it, they're like, it's going to hurt, like, really bad. Ugh. And uh, no joke, dude, the moment they pulled a needle out, I had to walk around and, like, punch my the side of my leg because it hurt so fucking bad, Oh, my dude. God. Was that a vitamin B12 shot or something? That I heard those re- familiar. I heard those really hurt. Like, I think that's And you have to get up in the, you have to get them in the butt. That's, like, where you have to get them. Yeah, I think I had, oh, I had E. coli. Oh, shit, you yeah. did? Yeah, I've had it twice. Jeez, dude. fucking fortunately. And yes, I wash my fucking food. Sometimes <laughs> I wash it with soap, dude. Like, my, my uh, fucking fruit and stuff and, like, vegetables. I'm wow. so paranoid, and yeah. Wow, I, I didn't know that. I got it from, uh, they think it was, like, lettuce. Yeah. Like that, a type of lettuce. Yeah. But yeah, it's it sucks. It's like a, it's like a UTI plus, like being constipated and like having the worst period of your life that is awful yeah hurts a lot yeah that sucks yeah uh cool light boys so (laughs) so an old lady comes out with a knife and just stabs the pi and we get this great shot of him like falling down the stairs and it follows him down the stairs so he's kind of he's like Stepping back and waving his arms around. And it looks, I don't know, it just, it looks so crazy. Like, people don't do shots like that anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, And he falls to the floor and the the old lady comes after him and, like, just attacks him and kills him. Uh, 
So now Sam and Lila are like, Arbogast has been gone for a fucking long time. We gotta, like, deal with this shit ourselves. Do the hustle. And, like, there's weird... There's kind of, like, sexual tension going on. Yeah. A little bit. A little tiny bit. Uh, in baby bit. I know that in Psycho 2, they're married. Sam and... And, uh, Lila. Oh. So. Yeah, see? Uh, anyway, um... Sam decides to go check out the motel himself, and when he does, he, like, he gets there and calls for Arbogast, and you see Norman getting rid of Arbogast now in the bog, and he doesn't respond, so, uh, he leaves. He goes back to the hardware store, and it's at this point that they decide they need to go to, like, the police. They're yeah. like, we gotta get other people involved here. So they go to the Fairvale um, sheriff's, like, house. They just show up at his house, dude. <laughs> and they fill him in about everything that's happened, and they want him to call the Bates Motel to ask Norman about this this P.I. and what happened. So he does, and Norman basically says, you know, the P.I. came, and he, and he left. Yeah. And I haven't seen him since. So... Then they want to know, they're, they ask the sheriff about um, about the mother. They're like, can we, we need to go over there to talk to the mother. And he says, Norman Bates's mother has been dead for 10 years. Ooh. They're like, no, impossible. Like, we've seen a woman in the window. Like, that, even the, even the PI said that. Like, da, 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 da. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the guy's like, well, if that's the mother, then who's buried in the dead? Ooh. So scary. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the big reveal. Um, Norman's mom is dead. So dead, who dead, is dead. in that window? Uh, it must be some douchebag so, in the window. <laughs> so Norman is like getting nervous now because now he's killed two people. Uh, he uh, goes upstairs and has an argument. You can hear him having an argument with his mother, and again, he, she's just berating him and making him feel like shit. And he's saying that she should hide down in the fruit cellar for a little while. So he actually, we see him carrying a body down the hall to the cellar. So we've seen a bot. We know that there are two bodies now. But, like, who is that old lady? Yeah. You know, like, who is she? Uh, who is she? Who is she? <laughs> mm. Lila and Sam... Uh, decide that they're just gonna go to the Bates Motel and, like, li- just fucking sneak around. Yeah, these pussies ain't gonna fucking know what to do. <laughs> um, they go and they register as man and wife and... Ah. Do what they? was that? Man and wife. Yeah, they did. I know. Sexual. And it was, it was her idea. She's you know she was slut. You know she was thinking about it all the way she's over there. She was like, <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna register as a man and wife. My sister's <laughs> finally gone. Oh, and, uh, okay, maybe this is coincidence and maybe not, but I noticed that um, the it's, uh, Norman gives Sam and Lila cabin 12, which is the same cabin that the teenagers were in, in the ring. Ooh. I don't know, maybe it's coincidence, but horror references other horror movies, like, all the magic, time. Maybe it's magic, dude. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> So they go into the room, and as soon as the coast is clear, they book it for cabin one, because they know that that's where she stayed. So uh, they go in, and they find a little piece of the paper that wasn't flushed that says $40,000 on it. 
And they're like, holy shit, she was here. Why is this paper torn up? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. And they they assume that Norman found out about the money and, like, killed her for it. Or at least stole it. So they're like, okay, new plan. Uh, Distraction. Yeah. Action. Yeah. Lila's going to go up to the house and talk to mom. And uh, Sam is going to, like, distract Norman. So she goes. And, like, okay, the whole time Sam is doing this thing where he's, like, trying to get Norman to admit that he stole money. Yeah. He's like, you know what I would do with that much money? Blah, blah, blah. You know, she keeps talking about money. And, like, Norman is like, what the fuck are you talking about, yeah. dude? Like, he has no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lila gets into the house and she searches a bunch of creepy shit. She goes upstairs to the mother's room and it's all like Victorian uh, furniture. Everything looks he- everything looks like it could kill you. It's got a sharp edge or like it's heavy. Um, scary. And then she, oh yeah, and then they, she finds the indent on the bed. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's really creepy. Um, she so goes gross. into uh, what we can only assume is Norman's room and it's like a little boy's room. So creepy. It's like little kid toys and shit. Uh, so she doesn't find anything. So she decides that she's like, all right, I guess I'm going to leave. And she sees Norman coming up. He's a coming. He is a coming. So she's like, fuck. She runs downstairs. <laughs> she, yeah, she runs down into the, like, onto the cellar steps to avoid him. And Norman goes upstairs and she's like about to leave. But then she's like, looks down at the cellar. And she's like, holy shit. What if mom is down in the cellar? Uh-huh. So she goes down there. Guys, this is this is my favorite. I think this might be my favorite part of the movie. Uh, she goes down in the cellar and she sees... Uh, the back of what looks yeah. like a woman's head sitting in a chair. Yeah. And just, you know, just sitting there. And she, she's like, Mrs. Bates? And it, this is my favorite. She turns the chair around and then stops, but the chair still moves. Yeah. <laughs> and the chair spins around. What's there? The mother's corpse. Oh! Corpse mom. And guess who's behind? Oh, her? yeah. So she, okay. So she finds corpse mom. She screams. She, yeah, she screams and she hits the light bulb yeah. and the light bulb swings around. So you have all these, cre- the lighting oh. changes with all, every like swing of the light bulb. It's so cool. And her scream sent Norman in a fucking craze yeah. and he he oh, runs by the down way, there he's dressed now head to toe like mother oh yeah so so she turns around and norman's there dressed like in this weird wi- floral dress yeah in a floral dress and like a wig and he's smiling he's yeah. like, <sighs> and he's got a huge knife in his hand yep and, and he's uh, a coming he is a coming but he is stopped by fucking samuel l jackson samuel l jackson <laughs> shows up Here just I knocks him out say the name. uh no sammy loomis Comes down and fucking saves the day, dude. Yeah. Uh, so he knocks Norman to the ground and knocks him out. And then the next thing you know, cops show up and everyone's taken to the police station where we get a really overly explained plot of the movie. Like, okay, we we get like, we get like a 10 minute fucking monologue about why he is the way he is. Yeah, yeah. Like, why he compensates for his dead mom and, like, he killed his parents. Oh, Nothing yeah. Nothing else happened, you know, right. da 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 But, dude, 
this is the, to me, this was on some different level type shit because there's cops who are like, can we, can we bring him a, a blanket or something yes. like that? And they go to his cell after all that. And he, they, the cops, all you see is the cops going into the room and handing him that blanket or whatever the fuck it was. And the voice that answers back is his mother. Yep. And she says, thank you. And like a creepy old lady voice. I wish I could have recorded you saying that. It's on a recording. No, your face. Oh. You look like you were five years old. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh... Yeah, and and then we get a great, that's that end monologue where it's mother talking and she's like, they'll never know I did it. Like, I'm just going to sit here. And- You're a bad boy. <laughs> it was never me who did anything, you little cunt. Oh my God. And that's the end, dude. That's- oh, well, the end is, uh, the, so like, Norman's face fades into the skeleton of mom, oh, which yeah. fades into the, the car being pulled out of the bog. Yeah, that's right. And that's the, the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> they spit on you i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry she spit right on i told you if she pissed me off and spit in her mouth what was that season two <laughs> and that's psycho that's it for you yeah um, um. <laughs> gross dude that was the most all right you know what I was going to wait so we could get the excitement out, but we're going to play a, uh, maybe like a three minute game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You guys are always like, you guys sound alike. Well, the game is, is one person says a word and the other person has to sound exactly like them. (laughs) It doesn't matter if it's a sound. It can be like a bloop. It can be like a phrase. It could be, it could be a, a lyric, a lyric. Limerick. A limerick. Anything you want, darling. Okay, okay, go. No accents. Oh, okay. Just us. Okay. Okay, you want me to say the word first? Yeah. All right. Jambalaya. (laughs) (laughs) Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Jonathan. (laughs) You've changed the word. Jambalaya. Ooh. Jonathan. No, that one was bad. No. Your tongue went, your tongue left your mouth. For that word. For that. For that. <laughs> All right, your turn. <clears throat> Just kidding. Just kidding. Giraffe. Giraffe. Here we go. Ready? No. Sandstorm. <laughs> I can't do it. How about this? How about this? Dust storm. <clears throat> Dust storm. I can't do it. <laughs> I fucking can't do it. I'm laughing. <laughs> that game was too good. No, no. I still get one more word. <clears throat> Give me something. <laughs> Umbrella. Umbrella. <laughs> You're too good, dude. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> yeah, 
yeah, so... Um, Thanks for indulging us in that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we we're, love you guys I worked so really hard on this. Oh. Yeah, we love you guys. Well, you know, hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. Thank you for your patience. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had... Dude, you know what? I'll let you guys know. So, like, my computer just did a thing, and it deleted... It deleted only two files. The intro and outro... <laughs> Of our fucking podcast. <laughs> and I had to I had to learn and teach myself how to do a fade in and a fucking fade out on FL Studios. You guys, FL Studios is like is like is like butt sex prison. Prison butt sex <laughs> for people who like kinda want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it feels. It's well, terrible. Yeah, we should Well, we're definitely gonna be upgrading our shit, so soon ripped a piece of my finger off cool (laughs) guys uh thank you so much for listening let us know what you think of the movie i've never seen the remake should i watch the remake i'll watch the remake i'm sure it's fine i've been watching fucking i'm on friday the 13th part like seven right now so um but yeah that's all we got two two thumbs up for psycho we've we're two for two this week We honestly, we're doing a, for this season. We're doing a lot of movies that we like. Yeah, and so, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, so there's gonna be a lot of good reviews. And you know what? It's great. <laughs> we love it. So, <coughs> all right, guys. Um, you know where to follow us, right? Yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Flickchecks official. And hit her. I mean, hit him with it. <laughs> hit him with it. You can follow me at your Goliath Pal on Instagram. You can follow me at uh, Instagram. Is is grand. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm feeling it. Um feeling that edible. Oh edible. Wait, you can follow me at lunar underscore waifu. Okay, so we were going to have an edible before we did this, but realized that no, they weren't three milligrams, they were hundred and fifty. And yeah. we're like mid bite and and then fucking Sheridan realized what was going on and we pulled back and it uh it wasn't going down. I wasn't going down like this. Nope, I wasn't going down like that. Tonight was not my night to die. I would so. not have gone to work tomorrow, and I can't do that. Yeah. I would have, like, melted to the cement <laughs> below my house. So, luckily, that didn't happen, and we were able to actually get this episode out to you. Me too, so. but I'm feeling funky. Well, let's let's end it then. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Love you, love you, love you. Love you.